Hello, you're listening to Bricks and Mortar from EG with Sarah Jackman. Today, I'm joined by Fiona Lemas-Holt, Associate Director in Sustainability at Planning Consultant Turley, for a look at their employee ownership model and the benefits that brings to the business, not just from a financial and corporate governance perspective, but in terms of securing and retaining talent. Fiona, thank you so much for joining me today. Delighted to have you on the podcast and delighted to have the opportunity to explore some of the themes around the employee ownership model that is in in place at Turley. I guess a good starting point, perhaps, for those who aren't familiar with this model of ownership is just to start by explaining what it is and how it works. Thanks, Sarah. Yeah, so employee ownership is very straightforward. So it's a company that's entirely owned by its employees. So for Turley, uh, we refer to ourselves as co-owners and we've got a distributed leadership model in terms of responsibility and accountability, which is delegated widely through the business. Tell me a little bit about how long it's been operating for. Is it a fairly recent structure or has it been in place for a while? Turley were pretty pioneering in the industry in terms of becoming employee owned. So the wheels started to go into motion in 1996. So well before my time there. And then it was achieved in 2001. It was obviously a little while in in terms of affecting that process. What model did Turley have in place before that? And and really, what were the drivers that that prompted them to review it and and really to put a new model in place? In terms of the model before, that was a little bit before my time, so I can't comment too much on that. But in terms of the drivers, I mean, the reasons were longevity primarily and stability, So what Turley really wanted was an equitable business model, and they really wanted to neutralise that individual private shareholding aspect and avoid any equity-related constraints. So again, independence was a big factor in the decision, and as I said before, longevity of the business. Since putting it in place, and I guess it's been in place for a little while now, tell me a little bit about how it actually works in practice. So I think The best way to put it would be in terms of benefits to the company and the co-owners. So in terms of our culture and engagement, I mean, from working here myself, it's really a fantastic culture to be in. Everyone has a vested interest in the company and we all have a say in the decisions and it just makes for a really respectful environment. Now, everyone is very approachable from senior directors, leadership team and delivery team. It's very approachable and open environment. Other benefits, which I'm sure we'll come on to talk more about, include turnover, economic resilience is a really big one as well. So, you know, particularly in unexpected downturns like the pandemic, it meant that Turley was able to ride that out really well and just had the resilience there to to keep going through the pandemic and, and come through successfully the other side. Again, you know, another big thing that a lot of people talk about with employee ownership is profitability. So, you know, the profit directly translates to rewarding our co-owners and reinvests directly through the company rather than having to pay external uh, shareholders and partners. So we invest that through training, all of which, you know, just allows us as co-owners to perform to our best and, and give the best to our clients. Tell me a little bit about how it works in practice. You mentioned 
that it, it really encourages respectfulness and openness day to day and and just on an ongoing basis how do you ensure that everyone is included and everyone does have a say in in terms of that structure and how the business is run yes so there's a few aspects to the structure really we've got our leadership team so they comprise of the senior directors and our chief executive so they make the strategic decisions going forward And they are supported by our delivery team, which include the business unit heads and others who are really responsible for getting the wheels in motion on the ground and actually delivering the strategic decisions that the leadership team has made. And then sitting alongside those, we've got the trustee directors. So I'm a trustee director for our company and I was kind of voted in by my fellow co-owners. So there's two of us and two that are voted in as well by the leadership team. So the role of the trustees, it completely sits separate to the company and is its own company, but they basically look at the decisions that the leadership team are making and just ensure that those are in the best interests of all co-owners. And then in terms of wider co-owners getting involved in strategic decisions, so we always have company-wide collaborations. So at the moment, we're going through an exercise called horizon scanning. And that gave everyone in the company the opportunity to think about where Turley is now and where we want Turley to be. Collected responses from every single co-owner to make sure that our strategy in the future is reflective of what everyone wants and, you know, where we want the company to go to. We also give every co-owner the opportunity to sit on groups within the company. So we've got the Embrace group, which looks at inclusivity and diversity and just make sure that our growth in the future is uh, good and accounts for, for IND. Tell me a little bit then about how you found it personally. I mean, you're obviously heavily involved in the process and, and you've attained the trustee director position. Tell me a little bit on a personal level how you found having that form of ownership and, and how it really contributes to the day to day. So when I joined Turley, I think I was immediately struck by the engagement of everyone and also just the culture as a whole it being so open and so friendly and you you know you can really tell that that everyone in the room and you know everyone you're talking to is really has vested interest in the company and wants it to succeed and everyone really appreciates that we're given the opportunity to help shape the future of the company and that we're really listened to and and I don't think you can underestimate the success that that gives a company and the confidence that that gives an individual especially when you multiply it against the hundreds of us at Turley how much that projects as a as a positive approach to the company. And was it something that you were aware of when you joined and something that appealed to you about joining the firm? It was definitely, yeah. I mean, you know, we we shout about the fact that we're employee owned because it's not a common thing in the industry. So, you know, as soon as you go on the website, it's one of the top things there. We are employee owned and we want everyone to know about it. And particularly in terms of hiring and new recruits, it's always something that our new recruits say, you know, I was really impressed that you're employee owned and I want to know more about the benefits that come with that. It was one of the reasons I applied, certainly. Tell me then a little bit about its role in terms of attracting talent and also retaining talent. I mean, to what extent do you think that attracting the best talent and then 
the longevity and the extent of time that people stay within the business. To what extent can you correlate that with the fact that it is employee owned? 90% of our hires are made directly. So I think that's a really good statistic in terms of attracting people to the company and to the roles we have. In terms of turnover, uh, we've got a 12% turnover rate last year, which is well below industry average, which I believe is around 17%. So that directly shows the success in terms of staff retention and just holding on to the talent that, that we have and we attract. I know that the Employee Ownership Association, they have statistics so that people are 44% more likely to um, apply to a job that advertises as employee owned it's quite significant or plays a significant part in in terms of retaining and attracting talent. In terms of the benefits of it while we work here, you know, we're we're able to invest in training and skills. So we have line management training, leadership training. And I think in terms of retaining talent, you know, you're always looking to take the next step in your career and to to hone your own skills and so that's a really key part of retaining talent to have that constant training and skills development which we're able to invest in. In terms of the corporate governance agenda, to what extent does this model help in terms of delivering some of the sort of ESG objectives that the firm has in place? Yeah so so we've just completed our ESG corporate strategy for the last year employee ownership has a big impact on social and governance side of things. It also plays into the environmental. It allows us to just take that step further as a company and invest in being carbon neutral, which again is a massive plus that we like to shout about the fact that we're carbon neutral. It allows us to invest in that. In terms of the social side of things, I mean, we talked about our staff retention. Um, We also think last year had 100% of mothers return from maternity leave, which I think is a really great statistic. Also, just in the benefits that we can offer our co-owners. So in terms of pensions, and we mentioned skills and training. So again, the social side of things is, is, is really bolstered by our employee ownership. And then the governance, obviously, the fact that co-owners have a say in decisions that are made, you know, we're constantly sending surveys round just to check in that everyone's happy when there are company updates to the strategy, just checking that we all input into that. As I said, the horizon scanning exercise is, is a big part of that. And we just really want to make sure that all our co-owners are reflective of the governance side of things as well. In terms of transparency and allowing you to, I guess, report on things like gender pay gap and so on. To what extent is this able to assist in that? I mean, in terms of the gender pay gap, uh, we do report that annually and we have improved year on year. How how we can directly attribute that to employee ownership, again, I think is through co-owner engagement. You know, If you've got a leadership team that just projects downwards, you may not have the buy-in of every employee, whereas as a co-ownership model, you're much more likely to get buy-in from from all the employees and all colleagues, which, which really helps in terms of things like gender pay gap and inclusivity and diversity. Clearly lots of benefits that that you've been able to attribute to the employee ownership model over the years. Are there any downsides? 
I really wouldn't say there are downsides in terms of the operation. I mean, obviously, for companies looking to do it, it's having to raise that capital to become employee ownership and buy out any stakeholders. But in terms of an operational point of view, uh, once you are employee owned, I don't see any downsides to it at all. A lot of people, I'm sure, when they hear about employee ownership, will think of John Lewis, which is the biggest employee ownership company in the, in the country and a very well-known example of how that could work and be put into practice. It's recently announced a review of that structure with a view to potentially diluting it to raise funds for reinvestment. What are your thoughts on that? And I suppose are employee owned companies potentially vulnerable to changes in strategy and and how would employees be able to respond to that as part of the employee ownership model? Well, I think, as you say, with John Lewis, it's always been such a unique selling point that they are employee owned. Sad to see the news, but we don't know the factors behind that decision. And so it's quite hard to to comment on, on what they're going through. Again, it's really hard to see something like that happening to Turley, so it's hard to comment on how that process would go into place, really. I guess for those listening to this today who are interested in what they've heard and perhaps want to explore being part of an employee-owned company, tell me a little bit about what the opportunities are in the real estate sector. I mean, you mention it as being quite a unique selling point. Are there many other real estate companies who have a similar structure or are you fairly unique, I guess, in terms of occupying that space in the industry? I think we're definitely in the minority, particularly as we started our journey in 1996 and achieved in 2001. We're really not aware of many other companies that made the transition that early. I'm aware of quite a few in the industry, but I think we were certainly pioneers and definitely in the minority. For companies who are perhaps interested in implementing a similar model, what message do you have for them? I think go for it. You know, the benefits we've set out here in terms of revenue, turnover, productivity and just a happier culture. I think why wouldn't you go for it? Yeah, it's definitely worthwhile just for the happiness of the staff and a a better company overall. That's a really positive note to end on. Fiona, thank you so much for your time today. It's been really interesting to talk to you. Thanks, Sarah. That was Bricks and Mortar from EG with Sarah Jackman. For more on developing a career in real estate, see the archive of the Bricks and Mortar series at podbean.com and the EGI archive at egi.co. UK.